It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you. This is Welcome to the Locked On Wizards Podcast. It's your host, Ed Oliver, and part two of our draft series with Mavs Draft. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So Mavs, how are you feeling, man? Long time no see. Hey, it's been a minute. I'm excited to talk about my uh, my territory, the Big 12. Right. So, yeah, we're going to get into the Big 12. We're going to talk about more guys who are potential suitors or realistic spots for the Wizards at Pick 10. Hopefully they can get some luck in the, luck in the lottery. We, you know, I decided we decided not to really talk about, you know, the Jaden Ivies of the world and Paolo and Chet. So we're just going to get to some of those um, guys in the later part of the lottery. Uh, but I just want to start off once again with the Big 12. Baylor has a couple of guys that are in that 10 to 20 range. Um, we're going to start off with Kendall Brown, super athletic. Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of of him for the Wizards. I do see, like, if he went to the Thunder, I feel like he could have time to develop. But with the Wizards, our picks, as you can see with Denny and Rui and Kispert and Bradley Bill, we're, we're on Bradley Bill's timeline. So it's kind of like the pick that we get, they have to hit the ground running. What's your thoughts on Kendall Brown? Yeah, I, I actually love Kendall Brown, but I probably share the same uh, feelings about him on the Wizards. I really hadn't thought about that before coming on here. I was I was just thinking about him in a vacuum because I do like him. But mm-hmm. the Wizards are kind of in the same situation the Orlando Magic are in a way. Not I should have phrased that differently because they're not at all. But the way that the Magic have built up this this entire guard roster, you know, they really can't draft Jaden Ivey now, for example. The same way the Wizards have built up so many forwards now over the last years they're really struggling to actually be able to take a forward unless it's completely unique to the rest of the roster. And and that it's like a, I don't know if they got Jabari Smith, like, yeah, you take him. but with Kendall Brown, he's a great cutter. 
incredible defender. I think he's going to be a good passer. The jump shot is an issue. He's scared to take a jump shot, but he is smart with the shots he takes. Like, I, I think there's something to say about his defense and feel for the game and passing, but also I might've just described Denny Obdia. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So what, what about it? Do you think his shot is, is fixable? Because the Wizards were dead last this year in three-pointers made. And the year before that, we weren't good in field goal percentage with threes either. So if he did come, if he did play, if the Wizards did draft him at pick 10 or 9 or 11, whatever pick they do get, how do you see him fitting with the Wizards? And and just personally, how do you think his shot is is fixable? And what, what about his form do you think is, is kind of off? Yeah, the, the form is kind of weird. Uh, he brings it really far back uh, into his chest almost. It's not like he shoots behind his head. The release is kind of okay. It's a little bit low. Um, but he brings the ball like you can I – don't, I don't know how to do this like without a ball in my hands, but, um, you know, he kind of brings it back into his chest, and it feels like – I my elbow feels uncomfortable just like demonstrating this. So mm. it feels like maybe he just needs to smoothen it out, get something that's a little bit more comfortable and not compact like that. Cause he has long arms and I think that might hinder his shot a little bit. And then also his guide hand moves a little bit too much and the jump shot's a huge pet peeve of mine, but the touch is there. He shot around 70% from the line. That's like right around the bar for good or bad um, free throw shooter to project up to three point percentage. I think it's fixable. It's going to be a long time though for him. Right. And that's, that's the thing with me with Kendall Brown is do we have time to, develop him where I feel like if he comes here where, you know, there's a Rui, there's a Denny, there's a Kisper, there's a Kuzma where he might be stashed on the bench and we're looking at another, you know, he's more athletic than Troy Brown or like a Kelly Oubre type of thing where Kelly Oubre sat on the bench his first year. Then he played his second year and then they get to that contract year and it's kind of like, do you want to pay him or you're just going to trade him and package him for somebody else? So that's just my take on Kendall Brown. I, I am very concerned about that three-point shot. Um, it really scares me that he's he, – when I watch some of the games, he just looks, like, really scared to shoot the three. Like, he had to be wide open for him to shoot the three. And he took a long time to get it up there, too. Now, his form, like, it's not like a Michael Kidd Gilchrist crazy form, but it is uh, a little unorthodox, so he he really concerns me. Um, but another Baylor guy that could possibly be 10, and you said Kendall Brown's defense is really good as well. Um, Jeremy is Sohan, or is it Sochan or Sohan? Uh, I think it's Sohan. I've heard about four different ways. So you have a good shot at getting it right. (laughs) Jerry Sohan, what's your thoughts on him? He, he's, he's somewhat athletic. Uh, And how do you feel about his athleticism? Because I've heard that it's kind of a load up athletically. Like it takes some time to get up there, but how do you feel about him? Yeah, I don't worry too much about that. He's like six, nine. I think he can, if he was six, three and that was the case, yeah, I'd worry. But when you're six, nine, you have a little bit more leeway. I, I think he's a pretty good athlete personally. Right. And how do you feel about his uh, defensive upside? Oh, I, I love his defense. So he can, he's another guy who he can guard one through five. Um, he's so sound fundamentally on defense. He just knows where to be. He's a big reason why Baylor's defense was so lethal this year. And uh, he can really just do, he's a, you know, he wears a ton of hats on, on the defensive end. He can be rim protector at times. He can be the perimeter lockdown defender and he can be guarding the passing lanes all in one possession. So he's, he's really special on that end. Right. And what's some, some cons of, to his game? Well, his jump shooting is, uh, to put it nicely, bad. Uh, it's not really smooth. A lot of his threes were bank threes. 
He shot 30% from three and an abysmal 59% from the line. And the 59% scares me because free throw percentage is generally the best indicator for a guy when the three point percentage is mediocre. That stuff really matters. And I just don't see him having shooting touch, which that really scares me and limits a lot of what he does on the offensive end. Right. Yeah. And the Wizards, they need defense badly. Um, they were 25th in defensive efficiency this year. So any type of defensive mind and wing, they could certainly use it. Um, but it's it's just hard to put another guy that just can't space the floor and, and cannot knock down threes. Now, it could be something that he could develop. But the defensive upside is very intriguing. But when I did watch him play offensively, it was a struggle for him to where both of – honestly, when I watched Kendall and Jeremy, they kind of – they underwhelmed me when I watched them play offensively. Um, honestly, the Baylor guys, when I watched them play, the guy that I liked the most was really James Akinjo and Adam Flagler, the two guards. I don't know where they're going to be, most likely in the second round or undrafted. And, uh, you know, Akinjo went to Georgetown, so I'm a Georgetown fan. Unfortunately, everybody transfers away from Georgetown. Um, you know, Mac McClung and some other guys. But, um, yeah, Akinjo, I think he could be in the second round. But but so Sohan and, and Brown, they're very intriguing, but they're just very raw prospects. And I just don't see those guys working out with the Wizards, in, in, in my opinion. But other guys um, in the Big 12, or we're going to transition to the ACC very quickly here. But before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane, insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 mils are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you get podcasts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so I do want to transition to um, some Kansas guys. Uh, Oche Abaji, what were your thoughts on his season so far? And do you think his shooting, how well he shot this year? Because I know he improved from his freshman year 
And, you know, the, the three-point shot wasn't always there, but it, you know, got better while he was upperclassman. Uh, what were your thoughts on his shot translating and where do you see him fitting in the NBA? Yeah, I, I think this year was big for him because he improved his free throw percentages. The first time it crossed 70%, went up to 74, shot 41% from three this year. And he really improved. The thing that he's worked on at his entire time in Kansas as a four-year player was his dip. He he had a little bit of a dip his freshman year, and then now he doesn't bring the ball below like his mid-chest. And it's really strong, I think, when, when you've got that good of shooting touch and you can get it off that quick, the base is quick, the, the upper part is quick, that stuff translates really well. And on top of that, he's a very good athlete, and he can find shooters off of his own shot. Like, he knows how to use his shot as a weapon for other shooters. All right. How do you see him translate, his defensive game translating? Uh, not well. Not well. I think his uh, defensive skills and fundamentals are kind of weak. So that that does alarm me. I don't think it's a fatal flaw. It might just be exposed a little bit more come playoff time. Regular season, you can get away with it, though. Right. And uh, who do you see his game translating or comparison to? Yeah, some some guys I put as comparisons, it's it's shades of all of these guys. There's really no one-to-one. I think the best that I put is Terrence Ross. That's probably the best-case scenario for him uh, in terms of just being a flamethrower that can play defense. Um, but he has a lot of shades of some Desmond Bain to him with the shooting ability. Ben Mapplemore uh, is an absolute worst-case scenario. I probably shouldn't even have thrown that around, uh, but that's just like if everything goes wrong. And then Gerald Green uh, with a little bit more consistency would be another guy I'd throw out there as. Yeah, I, I love the athleticism. I mean, the Big 12 semifinal game, I want to say, where they did the inbounds pass and he just goes up there and gets it with one hand, the alley-oop. I love that. I think he will be a good pick at pick 10 or pick nine for the wizards. I mean, I know he's upperclassmen. So some GMs, they kind of stick their nose up at that, but Tommy Shepard, you know, Corey Kisper was a senior. Rui was older. So I think that's a guy that Tommy Shepard would definitely look at. And he can knock down the three, like you said, Ben McLemore um, at worst. And, you know, Ben McLemore's had somewhat of a, he, he, Ben McLemore didn't play as good as his draft pick, but you know, it was pick number three, but you know, he's been okay coming off the bench, just knocking down three. He's been a three and D guy. I think Oche could definitely certainly be a good 3 and D player, like a Robert Covington, just coming out and knock down threes and come in there. Um, so I, I, th- I actually like his fit with the Wizards. I think he would I think he would be a solid pick. It wouldn't be the, or quote-unquote, sexiest crazy pick, but I think he would come in and fill a role like what Corey Kisper is doing, uh, a very low, a high-floor, high low-ceiling kind of guy. Um, another guy who is probably going to go in the second round is Christian uh, Brown, or where, where do you see Christian Brown going? Yeah, I think he's early second round. He's intriguing because he's like 6'8", has a high motor, um, really good rebounder, just knows, has a nose for the ball. And his jump shot's pretty projectable, kind of the opposite of uh, Oche actually with that shot. He has a crazy dip in his shot, but he still gets it off over defenses. So there's a lot to like with him in terms of the tools. Definitely. Yeah. I, he can shoot the ball as well. He's, he's super athletic. Yeah, he he can uh, he loves those transition finishes. My my main concern with him though is like he premeditates a lot of what he does. Like if you watch for especially in transition, um, he if he thinks he can get to the rim and score, he's not passing. Like there's no way he goes, oh crap, I can't score. He goes, all right, I'm going to try and draw a foul or something. Like he doesn't really change his plans, which that's my big concern for him. Everything else really checks out, but like that's it. Right. All right. So we're gonna. Move on to the ACC. There's a few guys that I do think the Wizards could definitely take a look at that I want, you know, people to 
um, get more knowledgeable about. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to build.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, and low carbs. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They got flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so transitioning to the ACC, um, Blake Wesley out of Notre Dame. Um, It's... He, where do you feel, where do you see him at? Do you see him as a one or a two as a combo guard or as a combo guard in the NBA? Yeah, I, I think he's probably a two, but he can be both. Um, I think if you're trying to fill out in his best lineup, he's probably a shooting guard just because I don't know what his playmaking full-time looks like without a full-on jumper. I think if you're a point guard, you got to have that jump shot. So for me, I'd put him as a two. Really quick though, good size great defender and really good in using screens and one again like i talked to ty ty the other day like his pick and roll ability is really strong and just and ways to score for himself and others is is really good out of screens right and um were there what concerns did you see about blake wesley's game yeah just that jump shot i uh, see him airballing too many jumpers uh the percentages aren't exactly uh, the best, I'm, I'm pulling these up now. Uh, yeah, 30% from three, 66% from the line. Actually, it's not not just not the best. It's actually really alarming. So if he can get those numbers improved throughout his career, he might need some time in the G League to work on his jump shot. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you're looking for just passing and defense, like that's the guy. And and one other thing just to kind of throw in there, I've, I've heard some intel stuff from him uh, just around his character and at work ethic. He works ridiculously hard. That's why he's the first one and done from Notre Dame. Uh, so if you do value that kind of stuff, and I know a lot of teams do, Blake Wesley could be a riser come draft night. Right. All right. Um, so the Wizards do get lucky. Um, AJ Griffin, how did you feel about his game? Um, I know he didn't have the best Final Four game, um, and he kind of was the not the forgot, forgotten guy, but he, you know, he would. You know, he's known as a three-point shooter, has that wide base. You know, how did you feel about his game and that that wide base in the in his chump shot, his uh, form? Yeah, I, I've i I've been a little bit skeptical of that wide base, but I mean, Donovan Mitchell makes it work, so it probably will be fine. It's just a little bit slow. Um, that's, that's the big concern more than the base for me. 
But the touch is crazy. I mean, you don't shoot 45% from in college or whatever it was, 50% for half of the season, over half the season from three without being an actually good shooter. Um, I think he's probably the most hidden upside guy in this class. I mean, his body is NBA ready, super strong, really long. His recovery ability on defense is crazy, and I don't think we've even seen the best of that yet. And he has a good first step. He's really explosive in the open court. Like, I think he's he's got a, got a hidden two-way upside as a scorer and defender. Definitely. If the Wizards do luck up and get a top five pick or a top six, I think – he would be a, a slam dunk pick for them. What they're looking for, Thrandy guy, like you said, can can shoot the three at a high clip, can defend, very athletic, can put the ball on the floor a little bit too. I think he would be a great pick for the Wizards. Um, another guy, Wendell Moore on Duke. Um, where do you see him? Well, do you see that he could sneak into the lottery at all? I don't. He's a tough one because he's pretty young for his class. He's a junior that is, uh, I want to say, he's twenty years old uh, right now, and and turns twenty one in the training camp. So he's, he's really young for a junior, which he has going for him, but he has three years of college experience. My worry is um, I, I feel I see way too much Troy Brown in him. I, I think the shooting's a little bit better, but can I, my pros and cons read almost exactly the same needs more confidence as a shooter. And he lacks the blow by ability as a slasher. Those are my two cons with him. Everything else checks out. And my scouting report on Troy Brown was almost identical. So I worry about the fit in Washington and just overall, can he actually make up for that quickness uh, and go into the lottery? Yeah, I, I do like I do like Wendell Moore. I feel like he's he's more athletic than Troy Brown. Um, and I, I feel when I watch him play, I kind of get Josh Hart, kind of like a Swiss Army knife kind of guy who can play defense, is a solid shot, solid shooter, but not an elite shooter or anything like that. Not an elite at much, but just really a jack-of-all-trades guy. And Troy Brown was similar to that, too. But I feel like Wendell um, is just more athletic and more mobile, more nimble, just quicker. And um, can definitely defend better than what Troy Brown did, too. Um, so I, I actually like Wendell more, but I, I, I don't see him really going higher than 15 unless somebody really just falls in love with him with a pre-draft workout or a combine workout or something, or something like that. Um but that is all we have today for the ACC. Like I said, uh, we won't really talk about Paolo and, and guys like that too much because, you know, you just never know. But maybe on the next episode on Wednesday, we will talk about those guys just briefly. But the next episode, we do want to get to Dyson Daniels, Shaden Sharp, um, Jaden Hardy, Benedict Matherin. So those are some of the big guy, name guys that the Wizards could be targeting at pick 10 or pick 9. Also, uh, Nikola Jovic. We'll talk about him a little bit. But, Mavs, I just want to thank you so much for your time um, and coming on. And then we'll definitely talk about uh, this Mavs and Jazz game and see how how it went. Hey, I look forward to it. And hopefully we're talking about a win here. <laughs> yeah, doubt. yeah, we'll see. All right. Thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NBA from the first jump ball of the planned tournament to the last position of the finals. Locked on experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight analysis affecting all 30 teams. And thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.